0: All right, friends, family, team, we are doing a Kentucky Derby exclusive, the first exclusive episode of the Washed Up podcast. Today, we have on a guy who I've known my entire life. He's a professional gambler. He is the FanDuel pit boss at Over Under Chicago, and he runs a horse racing syndicate in Louisiana. Everybody, welcome. Grant Dungan here. Grant, thank hey. you for coming on. Patrick, uh, thanks
1: for uh, bringing me on to your podcast. Uh Always uh, you know, kept following you guys and you guys always had some cool takes and I love that you guys are Chicago people just like me and I'm I'm really honored to be uh your first exclusive here.
0: I know. It's gonna be phenomenal. Um and I also mentioned <laughs> uh forgot to mention you played football professionally in my eyes. I know it was just collegiate, <laughs> but you played professional in my eyes, so you are as well washed up. <laughs> I am
1: beyond washed up okay like you know i'm only 37 i mean i get these pains i call other people i go is this normal like do i need to go see somebody so but yeah totally washed up um now me and my buddies are going to the high school games and you know it's it's getting bad you know we're you know not yelling at kids to drop the football but we're you know talking about stuff that happened 20 years ago so we're we're beyond washed (laughs) up and you know it's york had their first ever successful season um they were undefeated and you know you know it's sad when the local bar people are mad at the owner because he won't open up at 8 (laughs) a.m for a one o'clock or maybe it was a noon game he's just like you guys like have problems and they're like, yeah. I'm not, by the way, I was not one of those people, but yes, yeah, sir, we did have some. But uh, over at Doc's Victory <laughs> on Spring Road, but it's just, it's just so. Where I'm washed up, and I'm happy to be, uh, very honored to be brought into the washed up plan. So we are
0: happy to have you. Um, it is just me for the listeners. Um, so we're doing this spur of the moment, and we wanted to get you some info before the Kentucky Derby and all the racing this weekend. And Grant is going to guide us to hopefully some money. So where would you like to start with the weekend ahead, Grant?
1: Well, first, I want to touch up on uh, why is the, Kentucky, the 149th running in the Kentucky Derby so special? Well, in 2013, the way to qualify for the Derby was completely changed. They went to a point system, and what that did was it, it really got rid of a lot of sprint runners and you know, my, a couple of my favorite sayings are that uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Uh, <laughs> not just in gambling, but also in life. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, betting horses and the general public does not understand this. But it's when you go make a bet, you're not making a bet against the house. Now, if you have a bookie, who's last name probably ends in a vowel. <laughs> um, maybe you are betting a house, okay? But if you're betting, uh, you know, on TVG, FanDuel, or with Twin Spires, aka the Evil Umpire, or if you're, you know, at the OTB, you know, you're actually betting in what is called um, paramutual, which is betting amongst friends. So if Patrick takes the two horse and I take the four horse, I'm betting against Patrick because Patrick's betting against me.
0: Right. So
1: that's what people don't understand. But that's why a lot of big gamblers really get their starts, usually in poker and sometimes in horse racing. And in my instance, it was horse racing. A lot of people play catch with your dad. I tried to play catching a daily double with my father with uh, horse (laughs) racing at a young age. So... That's when I became a degenerate. So they didn't <laughs> really have a shot. Um, but they've done the best that they could. So getting back to that with the, with the change in the 2013 system, you've had favorites win this derby and they pay five to two or seven to two or three to one. Folks, those are ugly wads. Those are really odds. Yeah. Um, and. You know, we also had, like, last year, 86 to one horse one. Right. With a Rich Strike, who was the number one late runner, which is a figure that is done by the U.S. time form, and he had a time form rating of 123. I had him. Jesus. Um, you can't throw that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because of the eighty-six to one last year, you will not see anything higher than sixty to one odds this year. That's my opinion. Um, see, as in, 60, like,
0: by the time the race kicks off, you won't see those odds, or you won't see the odds not, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, and by the way, what other what other thing people don't understand too is is that odds change until, and you have those odds that are changing until the bell rings ends they're off running through 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 the gates. Right. Um, now in Ireland and other countries, you could get a horse at sixty to one and then he gets bet down to fifteen to one. And then if you bet it at fifty to one you have him at fifteen to one and the other person has it, it you know, the the higher odds. So right. that they are care mutual In North America we are because the French basically set up our horse racing system. <laughs> so um anyways, we're gonna get, get back and so by that 60 to 1 being our biggest long shot. That means that the Superfecta, I think, again, for you parlay betters out there, uh, Superfecta is the first four horses. Now, let me give you a, a number here. Six out of the last 17 years, the Superfecta's paid over $100,000. Last year, it paid over a million. Jesus. Is that something you might be interested in? Yeah. For real. Now with with that sixty to one, with those with those long shots getting fed a little bit more, you're gonna find so much value. Basically you're not gonna pay a VIG on anything that's like five to one to like twenty to one. Okay. To 1. You're gonna get a lot more value if you're a value better. That's what you need to be looking into. Um and you know, that's just something that I wanted to touch on because I know people are really big on parlay. I'm not a parlay better. I think parlays are almost like the most terrible thing, but Yeah, but they're so fun. fun. They're fun. For five, ten bucks, they're fun. And exactly. I get it, but when you wanna make money in gambling and you wanna be you don't really live on these parlays. But <clears throat> the super effect in the Kentucky Derby is a great parlay. And you know if you, what you want to do is you, if you're gonna find four horses and box them that would cost you twenty four bucks right okay so so that's for you parlay betters and you and and you really feel like you're lucky, folks that's better than trying to go buy a, a mega million tickets, <laughs> honestly so um know, well, that's something that you really want to look into um now tomorrow is the Oaks. <laughs> I don't really have a great record with the Oaks to play the truth. I won it one year because my friend had a horse and she's there with double and she won the race. Yeah, um, that always shout, helps. Shut up the state. <laughs> Hope he's doing well in Arkansas. Um, <clears throat> now, there's a, a daily double that I like tomorrow. Um, there's a horse that I like that's running in the race before the Kentucky Oaks. It's race 10, the nine horse, and I don't even know how to say this name right, but Pepe Leo. It sounds like someone you probably played baseball with in third grade. <laughs> so it's an Irish horse. Um, on its On its damn side, it has high chafferl, which was a really, really good turf horse. Um, so I really like the, the nine in race 10. In race 11, I'm going to go with the Kentucky Oaks. Right now, I'm with Flying Connection. Flying um, Connection. This is my number one pick. It's
0: 15-1. Um, and, the, <clears throat> and these are for tomorrow, not
1: the Derby. These are for tomorrow, not the Derby. So it's the, so if you're going to do an Oaks Derby advance bet, which I think they'll start offering, to, I don't know if they offered it today, but they'll offer it tomorrow for sure. So okay. if you want to throw that in. You know, use use that uh, 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 flying connection. No, yeah, he's the ten horse in race eleven. That's right, the ten horse in race eleven. Okay. I also and, and friend Giroux, who's won the Derby. Well, he got second, and they disqualified the first place one. But Giroux is really really a, a great jockey, top five jockey in this race. Um, uh, there's a there's a couple other horses in the in the Oaks that are pretty good. The six and the one. The one is twenty to one, and the six is four to one. Uh, and he's trained by Brad Cox. Uh, Brad Cox is a really good trainer. Um, he probably the he might be the best right now.
0: So um, when when you like two horses in a race, do you ever do an exacta or like an exacta sure. box with those two? Like, do you feel confident when? You like two horses like that.
1: Yes, I always, you know, when you do, and I always do, I always box them. If the favorite is getting bet down real hard, I might put the favorite on front with two behind as well as with the box because I'm protecting myself on if someone, you know, really went hard because it's paramutual betting and my odds get crushed if someone jumps in. Right. You never know who's out there, right? Right. <clears throat> So that being said, you know, that, that if you're going to do a box, always exact, always box it because you're going to kick yourself. If you, if you don't feel very good. You feel like how I do when I watch the Chicago White Sox. play baseball. So <laughs> Um, and that's a whole other podcast that we can do at another time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even um, on our exclusive episode, we talk shit about the White Sox.
1: You know, how could you not? And, uh, yeah, we we really I love I love Kenny, but sometimes I wish he died. <laughs> um, Gary would die, but that's you know that's yeah, that's really a story cool for another call. day. And that's a story for another day. Or we're gonna be stuck here, and you have a flight to catch. Where are you going again, Patrick?
0: I'm going to Austin for a buddy's bachelor party. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, have fun on Market Street, baby. I know. I'm There's gonna do 60? my best
0: to keep Austin weird. Keep it, keep it, make it, make it weirder, baby.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, But, you know, so, yeah, that's for the Oaks tomorrow.
0: Great. Run, you want to run through those one more time before we get to Saturday's derb?
1: So, raise 10. I really like the nine horse. I think morning line. He's 7-2. to And, um, he... His, his sire is Star Spangled Banner. Okay. And his, on his mom's side, his sire was High Chaparral. It's a really good turf horse. And um, I like Heavenly Sunday, who's the 8th horse. And Brad Cox is training that horse. That's Candy Ride by way of Giant's Causeway. <clears throat> candy Ride is <clears throat> got some links to... uh some really, really good horses. So yeah. I really like that horse. Um, and why do I, people? Are, why is Grant talking about you know the, the, you know, in horse racing, some horses are just born. They're really not made. They're, they're born, and then we try to keep them in the condition so that they're able to be healthy. So that's okay. why um, I talk about sires so much because, in you know, North, especially North America, it's not on uh, to to find a horse uh, charging $200,000 a sire. Sure.
0: And
1: that goes on. That is a big deal. That's why Kentucky is really good at bourbon and horses. It's a fun <laughs> place to visit. So, yeah, they have a lot of the horses. They don't have everything. Has, at Florida bred horses have won the Derby, like Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, California Chromes from you know california California bread five thousand dollar stud so know everyone always has a shot. I do think a lot of the Kentucky stuff is a house of cards, but right. um, you know I do talk about sires because it kind of matters I, I I've made some money in sires. A really interesting sire is the two horse trained by Chad Brown, who was probably the best uh turf trainer um and that horse is bred by Warfront through Woodman. Woodman was a Canadian horse, um, had had more Canadian ties, but he was, once again, North America, he was a very good sire and has a lot of connections to some great turf-run winners. Um, So
0: that's the two-horse in what race?
1: That is the two-horse in race 10. Okay. So I've I've given out the the nine, the eight, the two. I'm also going to give out the other... Ireland Horse, which is the seven. He's pretty good. The money line favorite will be Todd Fletcher, I believe, Uh, and that's the three. So I'm uh, owned by Repole Stable. They've owned a lot of uh, Mike Repole. They've owned a lot of horses. Uh, He's probably going to be the favorite. He's also a great horse. I'll probably throw him in with something when I'm wheeling around. But if you want to play play around with those horses, those are the what I think are the best horses in this race. Okay. And to pay us some money. And we're here to, to have fun with money, right? That's exactly what we're here to do. So, in the Oaks, I've given out the 10-horse uh, flying connection. Um, not that just, I know the connections. If you um, are a Star Wars fan, there's a horse, the number 12, Darth Vader. <laughs> um, and if you got royally screwed last month, there is a, a horse named Tax. So, you know, we're always having fun, especially with the names. And sometimes just getting the names, you know, makes you have a good time, right? Right. Um, So, so yeah, I put the 10. I also like the 6. I like the 1. The 1 was 20 to 1. The 6 is 4 to 1. So we're looking at good odds. The favorite will be Wet Pink with Brad Cox. Um, Horse Blaine, which is the horse of the year. It's owned by Ashik, uh, Mohammed El-Makon um, they spend a lot of money on horses. I don't even know how much to spend on this one, but I, I want to be shy to spend a, a million or two on this horse. So. Jesus. Uh, Bud paint is really, he's, he, uh, she should be the, um, should be, should be the favorite. Um, don't know if they'll pound that or not on Friday. Yeah. I just don't know how the bourbon will be pouring. Right. It also might get wet tomorrow. Ooh. And that's. A reason why Patrick, when he's in Austin, blacked out, is going to (laughs) post on the washed-up social media networks some of the picks that we're going to give out because when it rains at Churchill Downs, they do what's called sealing the track. And what that does is makes it kind of like running in concrete. So when you get to the lead, you are able to hold the lead. It's almost like a boat race. It's very hard to be a closer on a sealed track. Yeah. Um, It's just so that happens like in the Derby. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the first 10 uh, post positions, it's almost impossible. And that means your favorite, the 15 uh, Forte, means he's out. Wow. You can't win the Derby. Yeah. Now Forte's a great horse. He's going to be the favorite. I think he'll go up to three to one. Um, is he a good favorite to bet? I mean, yeah, he is. Um uh would I am I gonna bet him the show? Of course I am. That's another thing. So favorites not only win, but they hit the board. And because so many people are just so new to gambling, the show bet is a really good bet, actually Derby Day. Yeah. um the show i've had show bets you know within the Triple Crown, whether it 's the pregnancyness of Belmont, where the show bet made paid more than like the win bet, which is like crazy, but yeah that's wild so many people are there, just you know they're 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 betting and they're betting the win and they're not betting across the board across the board means to make a bet for win place and shell um, you know, the horse racing they always uh especially in North America, they give up win place and shell right. I'm bringing up my uh, daily racing forum, which is our holy grail in uh, horse racing. Perfect. And um, uh, gonna bring up. Let's see here. I bought this. Okay, hold on here. Hey, so now we're this, uh, we're
0: officially on to Saturday.
1: Now we're officially on to Saturday. No more of me talking about tomorrow because I am a degenerate. hey
0: Um, you're speaking to a bunch of them so we're all listening and uh everybody's gonna relate so
1: we're just encouraging it you know it's okay
0: absolutely Um,
1: not okay to be wearing the same pants that you wore your senior year of high school so if that's (laughs) going on just take a couple of months off right uh if you're
0: still wearing your Letterman jacket and talking about what you could have been, uh, just tell me that I'm not supposed to do it anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, can you still feel home? <laughs> you're telling me you can't do that anymore? What do you I don't mean? I still dunk. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I can still dunk. Thank you for bringing that up. I definitely didn't bring it up.
1: You can still dunk. Well, yeah, that is better than me. <laughs> I'm just happy to, uh, you know, be able to get up out of the bed sometimes.
0: Um, <laughs> All right, well, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it worth it for everybody right now with our choices for Saturday.
1: Yes, yeah, that's what we're gonna do, and I'm going to, um, get into, you know. My Formulator. Service not available. Only paid forty something dollars for that. Thanks a lot. Um,
0: (laughs) They don't want us to succeed.
1: They know that we're doing. They're just shutting us down because of the podcast. Um, (laughs) No, we 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 have. uh, I really respect uh, Marcus Hirsch a lot. He's got some picks that he's made. Um, and, and they kind of agree with me on our Chicago guy, two fills, the three horse. So two fills and be read by Jared Loveberry. He lives in when Ellen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: uh, Larry Ravelli, the trainer, he lives in Barrington. This horse trained at Hawthorne, Stickney. Uh, he also was trained in, uh New Orleans, I can't give up who it was, but they are a really good trainer. And um, they had a lot to do with this horse going into the Risen Star, of which he uh, won. So, two fills, if you're a Chicago guy and you want to have your Chicago horse, two fills the three horse, which is really getting loved by a lot of people, and there's good reason for it and i said earlier that men lie women lie and numbers don't lie these numbers aren't too he has the highest drf distance rating at 399 that has been good in in some kentucky derbies due to the trip we talk about variance uh in the kentucky derby because there are 20 horses um there's different riding styles there's a it all depends on your break out the gate. And uh, there's a lot of bumping going on because there's 20 horses. Um, so sometimes the variant, like last year, it was the highest rated late uh, speed number. It was a speed number of 123. This year we don't have a number that high. It's 117 with a horse named Scanner. Um, you know, so... But with with two fills, his big number that he's the leader in is that he is really bred to run the grueling race of the Kentucky Derby that is a mile and a quarter long. So that hurt. That's what's tough about a lot of this this race is none of these horses have ran this distance. Really? No, because they're young. They're three year olds. Um, you know. We've had a horse like in Justify, who didn't run its first race till February, only ran three races, and then won the Derby. Wow. I mean, that hadn't hadn't happened in like a hundred years. Yeah. Now, Bob Baffert trained that horse. Bob Baffert, Mm -hmm. who was an inspiration for Will Ferrell's character in um, uh, Eastbound and Down, Ashley Schaefer. Mm. that's basically what Bob Baffert looked like but he's not from South Carolina Um, Bob Baffert being out of this and he's been in every derby for a long time Yeah, and he's not in this one and he's usually got like five horses or three horses I mean he comes with thunder he has a lot of owners he can always buy a lot of big horses He's not in it this year. Makes it kinda interesting. Now, Todd Fletcher is in it. He has three horses, but his record at the Derby isn't that great. Okay. Um, he won on a sloppy track with Super Saber. Uh Calvin Barral, who, you know, there's a whole nother story to that and I'm not gonna get into it. Right. But um so anyways. Pletcher not the best with the three-year-old. He he does really well, but he does have a really good horse in Kings Barnes. King Barnes won the Louisiana Derby. Um, he's got a good shot in this race. But other than that, when you have three horses, you have the ability to kind of dictate the race. And I've seen Baffert do this, where he sent horses to the lead mm-hmm. and try to set the pace. So, there's horses that are just monsters that get out there. Now, I don't know if Forte is one of these, who's the favorite, is one of these horses. Okay. Because it's hard to do. If Pharaoh was a monster. He was able to run every single quarter 24, 24, 24, 24. And the, and the Jackie just kept the clock in its head. And, you know, you just, you win the, you, win the, you know, you won easy. I mean, it's happened. Right, but like last year, we had eighty-six to one come from out of nowhere. Had all the horses. There had been a, it had been a quick pace. These horses were just just, just dying for some air, and right. here comes this rich strike. This jockey had never won a Grade One race. I, I, quite honestly, I hardly heard of him. I only knew him from years ago at another track that out of country. Sure. Um this guy was just holding on, you know, and and wins at eighty six to one hasn't done much since because he's just a really big distance horse, um, so you just don't know, folks. So we'll go into it. Um, now, Forte does have a very high distance rating at two ninety three. Um, I'm going to get into who I think is going to be on the lead um, and I actually have some connections to this horse um, and my old boss is in this LLC called Don't Tell My Wife. Hell yeah. LLC Because no matter what age, and these guys are all in their 50s and 60s and 70s, they uh, they started this LLC and that is through uh, Keith DeSormo as the trainer and he trains I I want to say almost all their horses, but um, they have some really good horses. And this one is a great horse. Confidence game. He's been on a long way layoff. Um, and the reasoning was this. They're running for the triple crown. Wow. Not just the Kentucky Derby. Do do I have an advanced wagering uh, on a confidence game? I do. He's the four horse. I have him bet in the creekness to win it. Because I could see him losing the Derby, but winning the Freakness. Um, sure. He's go, I, I, think, I think that he will be the second horse after four furlongs. He's going to go go to the front and try to run that race. And that's kind of his race. Um, was it a long layoff? He had a great work. He ran five furlongs in 59 seconds, and they weren't really trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I really don't like workout times because – you know, I just don't trust them. I don't, unless I'm there. I don't trust them. Um, it's just something that kind of happens. Right. Uh, you know, Fletcher owns basically Paul Meadows racetrack. They don't run really there. They don't run there anymore, but he does workouts there because he has so many horses. So you don't even know what his workouts are. And quite frankly, it doesn't even matter. I mean, you know, all this, do I like to see a 36 breeze for three furlongs. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I just don't know. Unless I see it, I don't believe it. Right? Right. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But yes, confidence game did do 59 seconds for five furlongs. And the jockey was loving it. Jimmy Graham, who's been, been the leading rider at Fairgrounds, he's been the leading rider at Arlington. You could almost call him a Chicago guy, too. He's a really good guy. I'd love to see Jimmy Graham win a Kentucky Derby. He's very deserving of it. Um,
0: and what's his horse in the
1: Derby? His horse is the four horse confidence game. Perfect. And um, now we're going to go to race 10 of Saturday. Great. All right, I really like this horse, and I am so bad with names. I am like Harry Carey. I butcher stuff. <laughs> so, White Abaro or Barrio, perfect. A B A R R I O. Uh huh. I think is the race ten winner. Um, it knows this track, and I just. Really, there's everything I love about this horse. The Seven Cody's Wish should be up there with it. If you want to do a little exacta box, and then if you want to do a trifecta in race ten, I would consider the four horse and the ten horse.
0: Four. Um, Perfect.
1: Behind.
0: So, what for the people who are kind of new to the Derby? Um, there are a bunch of races on Derby Day. Race 10 is before or after the Derby?
1: It is before the Derby, and it is the Churchill Downs grade one race. Uh, it's one turn in the dirt. I've actually, my best friend had a horse in this race. Um, we didn't do well, but it just <laughs> didn't get, those, It didn't, you know, it didn't get out the gate. Something else happened, and we were like, you know, we got cut off by the same horse that was owned by the same owner, which was like insanity. And he would have won the race, but I, I clearly now was that horse, and he bro- he broke a track record, on a golf string. He was a freak. Um, but uh he's standing stud down Louisiana now. But um, yeah. So we'll start first. I'll do the um. We can go. I'll do the first. I'll do the grade ones. We'll do and then we'll do the grade twos, and then we'll come back to the derby. Okay. Yeah. So race ten. I already gave that out. Race eleven is the Old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic. I like a huge long shot named Spooky Channel mm. the Nine Horse. I do think that the eight Santin will be the favorite, so I might play that with Spooky Channel. Okay. Um, up to the mark, the 5 is a real solid horse, and I'd throw him in there, too. Those are three horses I really like. i am I'm been a fan of Spooky Channel. I just really like the way that the horse was bred. Um, been with it for a while. That's Race 11, the Old Forster Bourbon Turf Classic. Perfect. Um, now we'll do the grade 2s. The grade twos start on race. Um, oh, wait! We have another grade one. We got to get out there. All right. So the grade, the other grade ones, race four. This is the first of the the really big races. Um, yeah, yeah. And I then have, we might you know,
0: have to skip right to the Derby because I'm running low on time. Oh,
1: you're running low. Okay. All right. So, uh, race four. Um, the two, Good Night Olive is a really good horse, and that's probably what I'm going to go with. Perfect. The one, Hot and Sultry is really good, too. All right. So that's the end of the grade one. So we're going to go to race five. Durf, this the, that turf mile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Spenderella, and I'm going to throw in Speak of the Devil with it. Hell yeah. Those the two horses i really like race seven um 'cause we're chicago people even though i'm not a bears fan um <laughs> the two horses go bears go so hell yeah if you, you just want to throw in there because you like the name um you know i i'm gonna bet the nine oceanic and i also like the ten arrest me red hell yeah So, there's a lot of... That one's a tough race. I couldn't figure that one out. Race 8 is the Pat Dane Mile. Um, Echo, again, is a really good horse. Um, I'm probably going to go with Echo again. I also like Fort Bragg. I just really like the way that he was bred, and I think he'll be ready for this race. Race 9 is the American Turf. Grade 2. Um, I really like Talk of the Nation. That's the four horse, mm-hmm. and I also like um, the one horse major dude. Nice. Just because we're all big Lebowski fans, right? Have but to be. No, it have to be. Have yeah. to be. So we're gonna go back to the Derby. Um, you know. The owners of Angel of Empire, the fourteen horse, they were really big on him. Um they were so just happy to get him in the Derby. Mm-hmm. He's a really good horse. He's to be cons- considered. If you're looking for what happened last year, um the horse most likes at least numbers wise, like Rich Strike is a horse named Skinner. He's a nine horse. He has that real big late speed. Um if you think that something could happen that has never happened, we've <laughs> never had a Kentucky Derby horse from out bred outside of the country come and win. And the Japanese who completely restructured their breeding program and their racing program back when you were born, Patrick. Yeah. When Guns N' Roses was just killing it on their use your illusion tour. Um <laughs> In November, rain and all types of big hits. Um the 17 horse derma, and I'm gonna Harry carry this one again. Yep. Soto Gate. Nailed it. Sotogate. I gotta believe it. I yeah, I don't Derma, Sylvate. I don't know. Who knows? I'm probably offending someone. I don't know. <laughs> so it's the seventeen horse, this has never happened, but Anything can happen in the Kentucky Derby, folks. Right. Including the six 6-1 last year. So, um, that, because that, I've always written these horses off. Right. I've always been like, you know, and I've seen really good, better. Like, my dad's a decent horse better, and he's like, yeah, I like uh, this horse. And, you know, this horse has been all over. He trained in, you know, Dubai and stuff like that. I think he got third. My dad wasn't off, but like, he ain't going to win it. Right, but you know, it's not like a pride factor, like you know, you gotta be American, you know. But you know, it's if you, if you want something that's never happened, and I've never heard so much buzz about,
0: about the Japanese horse.
1: horse, about a foreign horse. In, I mean, I've never heard it's it's astounding. Yeah. So it it could happen. Am I gonna bet it? I, I don't think. I don't know. I. I'll let you know Saturday when you're down in Austin.
0: Yeah. Having
1: a grand old time.
0: Yeah. Perfect. I think, uh, I think this is a lot of good base knowledge for everybody and it'll get some traction to our socials. Definitely. So you and me will be in contact over the next couple of days to helpfully guide our listeners into some money this weekend.
1: Yes. And we're all about trying to pay the rent. (laughs) Absolutely is what we're all trying to do with our um, gambling on our <laughs> sports books, and uh, and it's a derby. But you know, another saying I have is: is the book is not your friend, right? This, and like I said before, this is a lot different. It's horse racing. You're betting against your friends, right? You're betting with them and against them. And if you know your friends are idiots, take their money, right? Come right. On. <laughs> so, <laughs> always a pleasure. With you, Patrick, um, and thank you so much for having me on. I will get this to you and the rest of the washed-up crew, but now i got to stretch out my back and go see the chiropractor.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah, Grant, and we will definitely have you back on for some more fun later on.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick. It's been awesome, and can't wait to work with you guys.
0: I know. I love it, Grant. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You too. Have a safe flight. All right, brother. Peace. Bye. All right, friends, family. Hopefully, we get some good details out of that this weekend. Make sure to follow along on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be updating y'all throughout the entire weekend. It's been the exclusive. It's been a pleasure. It's been just Cliff. Um, So, again, stay hydrated and uh, miss you and love you so much. Peace, love, and happiness.